How are you, Dick? Doing well, boys. Doing well. We got a fun matchup coming up in a couple of weeks. So fun. Uh, let's get to the fallout from Championship Sunday, though. And uh, Kansas City 17 10 over Baltimore. Baltimore laid an egg. Dick, simple as that, didn't they? They did. And you know, when, we, when we talked right before the game, you know, we, we talked about how Lamar Jackson needed to prove that he can raise his game in the playoffs. And to that point, he had not proven that he could raise his game in the playoffs. And, I mean, he was, he was worse than I could have even imagined. Um, and now in six playoff games, Lamar Jackson is two and four. He has six total touchdowns, six interceptions, and six fumbles. I mean, that's just, that's unbelievable for a guy that's going to win the MVP award. And, you know, across the way from him, you have a guy in Patrick Mahomes that is very, very good in the regular season, but just takes his game to an astronomical level when the playoffs come in. And, and there's those, I mean, he is, he is at Tom Brady level when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, there is a very, very, it's really Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Patrick Mahomes. Those are the three quarterbacks in the last 40 years that just took their game to a completely different level when January and February hit. And it's it's just really fun to watch. Dick, I'd imagine it's the same over there, but in Australia particularly, I think that is how our greats are judged as well. Yes, yeah. you've got to make the finals. I know that's very important, but... To go to that next level, to, to be a Hall of Famer or to be a great in Australia, it's when you're under maximum pressure in the biggest games that you would judge the hardest. That's exactly right. And that's, you know, that's the whole, you know, Jordan-LeBron debate, right? Yep. I mean, uh, people look at Jordan and they say, well, he's won. He's, he's 6-0 and in championship games. And that's true. I mean, he's 6-0 and in championship games. Now, the people that would side with LeBron say, well, wait a second. You know, LeBron's won his conference championship 10 times and, and Michael Jordan lost a lot more times in the, in the conference championship game, didn't even make the finals like LeBron did. So, mm. you know, LeBron fans would say LeBron is being held. Uh, it's being held against LeBron that he made so many finals because he's not perfect like Jordan is, but uh, you're right. It's, it's who can take their game to that next level. Those are the all time greats. I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to find himself into the Hall of Fame, even if he doesn't win another playoff game, because his numbers are just too ridiculous to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. But to to reach the level of there's Hall of Famers and then there's all time greats. And Patrick Mahomes is absolutely on the trajectory of Tom Brady and going to be, if not already, in the conversation as greatest quarterback ever to play the game. Dick, in the last two years, Who's been the biggest underachiever or biggest disappointment? Has it been Buffalo or Baltimore? Oh, that's a great question. And I would throw the Chargers in that mix as well. Yeah. Um, because because the Chargers have had Justin Herbert and haven't even really even been able to make any dent in, in the playoffs. At least Buffalo and, and Baltimore have won a few playoff games. But uh, those are certainly the three. Um, I think... Probably Buffalo because I think there's an expectation level that uh, that Josh Allen would be able to uh, you know kind of rise above it all and and you know beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and get to the Super Bowl. I don't know if there's been quite that level of expectation on Baltimore. So, but it's a very good question. I mean, uh, they have both really really underachieved when uh, the you know what hit the fan at the end of the year. That's for sure. 
34-31. What a match it was, the 49ers in Detroit. Detroit led 24-7 at halftime. Uh, on the text line, Jono from Mudgee here says, Hi, Dick. Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, blew it. These coaches purely basing play calls on analytics is rubbish. He kicks the field goals on fourth down. He wins the game. It's pure math. How did you see it? I'm not sure that was Jono texting. I think that was Dick Fain on my radio show yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I basically said the same exact thing. And, uh, you know, Dan Campbell's to be lauded for his strengths. Um, he has come in and been far more successful as the head coach of the Lions than I ever anticipated, and it just happened in the snap of a finger. I mean, you go you go look back, Dan Campbell's first year, they were terrible. His second year, they were 1-6 and six to start the season. I mean, he was dead man walking at the middle of last year, and then all of a sudden, it just went through the roof, and they could basically not lose a game over the next year and a half, but... Dan Campbell's issue has always been his aggressiveness. We've talked about this with Brandon Staley and the Chargers, and it cost Brandon Staley his job. Now, Dan Campbell has been able to win an, uh, you know, an extra playoff game that Brandon Staley hasn't, and that's going to keep his job. But these hyper-aggressive, I-have-to-go-for-it coaches, it, there's times to go for it, and there's times not to go for it. And in that situation, when you got to think of how many scores are you down? How many possessions is it going to take for the opposition to come back and tie or take the lead? And that that's almost as important as how many points you're ahead in the game. Um, they were up by 14. They had held the 49ers to a field goal that cut it from 17 to 14 after halftime. They got the ball. They marched down the field, got into reasonable field goal range, and they could answer the 49ers field goal with a field goal and get back up to 17 and have that momentum back a little bit because you could start to feel the momentum starting to turn towards San Francisco a little bit in that second half. The moment they decided to go for it, I was thinking, oh, no. If they don't, if they don't get this, this momentum completely swings to San Francisco's side. And it did. And from that point forward, it was like an avalanche. It was that first little snowball that gets kicked off the hill. And it just started rolling downhill on Dan Campbell. And it was just, it was, it was miserable for the Lions. And yes, I do believe that decision cost Detroit the game. And uh, our friend, uh, our friend John O there in the studio can uh, thank Dan Campbell that his 49ers are going to the playoffs, are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Dick, I, I can't believe that the Kansas City Chiefs aren't favourite in the Super Bowl. They're $2.10 outsiders, <laughs> $1.74 San Francisco. I want San Francisco to win, and I'll be supporting them. Oh, they're my team. Um, but Please. are you surprised with that? Well, I think what Vegas is doing is they're, they're, they're relying on the analytics. They're kind of doing what Dan Campbell's doing, right? All the Vegas power rankings all season long have said San Francisco's the best team in, the, in football. I've told you all season long, San Francisco's the best team in football. But there are two players over the last 25 years that break the model, that can take teams that aren't as good and make them be the better team. And that's Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And so I'm making a simple decision on this game because if I'm holding a Kansas City ticket and San Francisco happens to win, I'll just say, you know what? I put my money on Patrick Mahomes and they didn't win. I'm not, you know, I'm not killing myself for that. If I'm holding a San Francisco ticket, particularly after what 
Patrick Mahomes just did to the Ravens. If I'm holding a San Francisco win ticket in the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes wins the game, I'm looking in the mirror and saying, you're just an idiot. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing betting against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? I don't want to have that on my uh, conscience, so I have already placed my wager on the Super Bowl on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs plus one and a half. Yeah, yeah. I guess the parallel you could make, Dick, is the Philadelphia-New England Super Bowl a few years ago when Nick Foles, obviously, in Philly, they beat Tom Brady, but New England couldn't stop anybody that day in defense, whereas this Kansas City side, their defense is outstanding. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a great point. I just I, I put a little nugget out on uh, on Twitter about an hour ago. Um, I, I mentioned the the three teams that Kansas City has gotten through to, to get to the Super Bowl have uh, they were the third, fourth, and sixth best offenses in the league, and they averaged I think it was gosh what was it almost eighty five points something like that. I'll check the tweet again. Almost eight, about eighty five points a game combined. Kansas City has held them to 41 total points in the playoffs. And I see Kansas City doing that to San Francisco. I don't think, I don't think the winner of this game gets above 24. So I'm already looking at the under in this game. I'm looking at low 20s winning this football game because Kansas City's offense or defense is tremendous. They will, they will force Brock Purdy to try to beat them. I'm not sure if Brock Purdy can. And then on the flip side, it's not like Kansas City's offense is a juggernaut. They came out red hot in that game, and the, and the Mahomes-Kelsey combination was unstoppable in the first half. But then Baltimore's defense adjusted, and I don't think Kansas City runs up a ton, ton of points in this game either on San Francisco's defense. So I think this is going to be a hard-fought, defensive, close football game. Sorry, Pop, the private jet parking at Vegas is officially sold out for Super Bowl weekend. Mate's busy. Well. What do you want? What yeah. do you want to do? Is, is Taylor going to get there, Dick? Tay Tay's there I think for so. sure. Yeah, yeah she's, got, she's got enough time. They're already charting her flight from Japan. Uh, I think she's got something like uh, 36 hours to get from Japan to Vegas for the game. So uh, I don't think there's going to be any any problem. What's, I would be shocked talk? if this wasn't. Sorry, what's mate, that? Sorry, what's the talk over there with, you know, like, the camera's panning to her all the time. I know she wasn't happy, but for, for me, when I watch it, I, I want them to show the footballers. I don't want them to show Taylor Swift in the stands. Yeah, but it's not that much. I mean, our, uh, one of our Fox hosts uh, here, Colin Coward, I just uh, heard him on his show f- about an hour or so ago, and he was, he was going through the amount of time each game that they show Taylor Swift. And on average, it's about 20 seconds for the whole game. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what you're missing on the field when they're showing Taylor Swift. I mean, you're, you're probably missing Patrick <laughs> Mahomes in a huddle for yeah. eight seconds. Uh, you're certainly that. not missing any game action. <laughs> oh, gee, you're poo-pooing it, Loz. Yeah. Well, no, I just <laughs> don't think they need to go to Taylor all the time. No, In fact, I like Taylor when she told the cameras to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk some <laughs> NBA, Dick, and the trade deadline is looming. Uh, any huge move sort of in the works? What, it's just a week or so away, isn't it? Yeah, you know, this is completely different than last year, guys. Um, Last year, we were talking at this time, and it looked like there was going to be a lot of moves. There was a lot of rumors out there. There's not a lot. I mean, you would think that potentially the Golden State Warriors could decide, you know what, this is this is not, you know, this is not our season. We're five games under 500. Let's try to strike where the iron is hot and get rid of some of our 
high price, high price talent and, and kind of rebuild around Steph Curry. You know, do we get rid of a Clay? Do we get rid of a Draymond? But, you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of chatter. And, and I think that's because there are so many teams that still feel like they're in it. There, there are 12 teams in the Western Conference legitimately still in it. And remember, the playoffs go all the way down to 10. So, you know, Golden State right now essentially is tied in the loss column for the ninth spot with the with the L.A. Lakers. So nobody's out of it in that in that top 12. And the same thing with it's not quite as uh, it's a little less deep in the in the uh, the Eastern Conference. Really, only nine teams are that good. I mean, somebody's got to get that 10th spot. And right now it would be the the Brooklyn Nets at 19 and 27. So you're going to have some pretty bad teams playing in those play in games at the beginning of the playoffs. But uh yeah, I mean, there will be a couple of trades. There always is, but I'm not sure if there is going to be anything blockbuster. Well, you mentioned the Brooklyn Nets there, Dick, and over here it's got some traction. I don't know over over in the States, but Ben Simmons' return was pretty good. So for us, yeah, we, were, and, we were happy. You know, it's it's funny because you, you want to see him. He's made so many mistakes in his past, and you you want to see him. Uh, you want to see Ben Simmons succeed, and and you know I want to see Ben Simmons succeed. I, I got I got nothing against him, and I think he is a I think he's a tr- tremendous talent, and you know he's putting up those you know near triple double numbers like we expect him to uh, to put up in this last game against Utah. He was five for five from the field. You know, ten points, eleven assists. I mean, that's. That's exactly what you need from Ben Simmons. So uh, hopefully he'll be a, a meaningful part of that rotation and you know help the Nets squeeze into one of those last playoff spots. Just looking at the championship market. So we've got Boston at $4, Denver 5 Milwaukee and the Clippers both at 7 Then you go to Philadelphia at 13 If you were having a bet today, who would you bet on to win the championship, Dick? Oh man, I I think right now with the with the coaching change, I I really like Doc Rivers. Um, I would assume that Doc Rivers is going to work in Milwaukee, and you know, there Boston should be the team. They should be favored. They should be the they should be the team. I don't believe in a team like Minnesota, even though I think they're really talented. It takes time in the NBA. We've seen this year after year after year. You have to go through your NBA playoff experiences before you make it all the way to the finals and win a championship. And the teams that have gone through those NBA fi- NBA playoff experiences are the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers and the Heat in the West in the Eastern Conference and the Nuggets in the West, the you know the Suns in the West, those are the teams the Mavericks in the West, those are the teams that have gone through the experiences of making it two or three rounds in the playoffs and not winning a championship, or in the Nuggets' case, getting all the way to the championship. Teams like the Thunder, teams like the the Timberwolves, those are dangerous, dangerous young basketball teams, and I expect them to win a couple of rounds of the playoffs this year. I don't, I wouldn't put my money on them all the way. So stick with the, you know, stick with teams like you know the the Celtics and the Bucks that that have been there and lost and kind of taste, you know, know what it tastes like to to lose in a finals or a conference finals. Dick, we'll get into some player props and uh, other bets next week ahead of the Super Bowl, which we t- we'll be talking about a lot, of course, between now and Monday week, our time. Thanks so much. Sounds good. I've already spilled my beans on my side and the over-under, so i got to come up with some props for next week. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks, mate. See ya. Dick Fane there. And, yes, this market is gravitating to San Francisco, which I'm with you, Loz. I'm, oh. I'm a bit surprised by that. So it's been a dollar eighty into a dollar seventy four. Kansas City two dollars out to two ten. So that line has moved half a point uh, from one and a half to a flat two with Tab 
San Francisco, the minus, of in course. In a big game, you'd rather be on Mahomes than Purdy. Well, that's it. Aren't you? that's... You're just trusting him every day of the week. And I trust Kansas City's defense as yeah. well. So, well, Two minutes to go. Kansas City, if they're behind... Oh, if he's got the ball. He's got, they've got the ball. <laughs> you, 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 you're still thinking they can win. Yes, you're thinking that 49ers can win, but the probability of Mahomes getting him across the line is higher than what you would expect with Purdy with the ball in his hand. They do have more superstars on that team overall, oh, though, the 49ers. Most but definitely, but they stop their running game. Everyone stopped their running game. Mm. And once you stop their running game, they tend to rely on Purdy. Although Purdy's running game last week got was them out very of trouble. Good. Uh, just on Ben Simmons as well. And he, he has become a punchline in the States, unfortunately. Like They do roll their eyes over there, but it's great to see him back, as Loz mentioned. His first match yesterday since November 6, after a back injury. 10 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, as Brooklyn beat Utah 147-114. And if he can string together three months of basketball now, Brian Gorgian would love that. And despite, you know... His indifference at times, etc. If he is up and going, we need him in Paris. We absolutely need him.